Archie. Your leading news source for the jingle jangle outbreak. It's uh, quite the epidemic. Glad mm-hmm. we can uh, bring the news to the people. It's coming for your children. Yes, watch out for the jingle jangle and the you... Halloween trick or treat baskets. They look a lot like pixie sticks. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah. And there's razor blades in there. That's right. We are a big pixie sticks. <laughs> Shit. We are a Riverdale recap podcast, and we are talking today about Chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods, by Ross Maxwell, directed by Kevin Sullivan. Shall we just get going? Okay. Okay. The episode starts. With Kevin going through the creepy dark woods and meeting a dude and making out against a tree. He's having a night jog. He's cruising in Foxwoods. Mm-hmm. This is a tie into the Riverdale ongoing comic. Yes, and well... That's where this behavior first appears. And while this is this is uh, happening, we have, you know, of course, the Jughead voiceover that is talking about how, like... You know, warn that children should never go into the woods. The, and, the basis of every fairy tale. And because there's hungry wolves and stuff and all spooky <laughs> spookums. And then we flash back to Kevin making out. And then Ba-boom. we hear shots. We oh. hear the shots. And he goes running. And he ends up running in to Midge, who's running out of the car. The bloody, bloody shot. Midge. Whenever Kevin tries to hook up, tragedy strikes. The boy has a horny curse. I am amazed that he still sets foot in the woods. (laughs) Like, he is so cursed about this. How many people had to die just so he could be with Joaquin? How many bodies are on your head? He's meant to be with Joaquin because Joaquin's the only time that no one, like, died while he was making out. That we know of. At the the lodges of Veronica's very excited for the season premiere of The Bachelorette. No, no, no. The Matchelorette. Matchelorette, excuse me. <laughs> and so she's like getting permission to invite her friends over. And As you that, do. You got a watch party. And that her dad can join them, mm-hmm. which is a little weird. Because he loves, uh, you know, the, the Matchelorette this season. It's very important because she's the first Asian Matchelorette. <laughs> and she has this adorable cat that has a, a cast on its back leg. Yeah. Yeah. People who watched the last season of The Bachelorette are loving this bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He agrees. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we are uh, at the football field. Reggie comes and tells everyone that the coach is at the hospital with Moose and Midge and they were shot and they're both alive. <laughs> they're both alive. Midge apparently wasn't actually hit. She was apparently covered in Moose's yeah. blood because Moose like took all the bullets for her. He, he saved her with his thick meat. This is something that is actually said later yeah. on, yes. But what saved Moose? Is he made entirely of meat? Has the boy no organs? Maybe. He's just Maybe. muscle and skin. Uh, Not even bones. He's disgusting. So so Kevin is telling everyone in the student lounge area mm-hmm. about like how... Midge was covered in blood, and it's something out of a movie. And it's, is this our first like everybody in the lounge scene of the season? Welcome uh, back, student lounge. Good to see you. I think it might be. Yeah. Uh, and so then, of course, the question comes up of 
why were you in the woods at that time <laughs> of night? And oh, I was night jogging as one does. It really confuses your metabolism to be active at that time yeah. of day. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's very effective. Veronica changes the subject, invites everyone over for the bachelorette, mm -hmm. and Jughead brings up the fact that there is like a murderer on the loose. <laughs> this is really what we want. We should be doing. Yeah, celebrating the bachelor. Or <laughs> running in the woods. At or night. running in the woods at night. So then. All the footballers are going to the hospital, mm -hmm. and Arch is going too, and Jughead's got to go meet his peer mentor at Southside High, Yeah, because apparently it's been taking him months to transition to Southside High. You say months, but this might be like three days. I guess, but like, serious, it's, I feel like it's been at least like a week and a half. <laughs> Paperwork takes time. This is a problem I do have with this episode that's going to come out even more soon. But Kevin and Betty continue their conversation yes, and she, through the halls. She does not buy this night jogging. She knows what he's up to. She knows what he's up to. And uh, doesn't understand why he, he can't just like use, use grinder like everyone else. <laughs> uh, can't you just use grinder like a normal boy? Yeah. But the important thing is Cheryl is just stalking behind them the whole time. Cheryl on this whole episode is just stalking everyone. And in case you don't see her, the, the soundtrack is reminding you with these discordant noises that Cheryl is here. Yeah. So at the hospital, Archie's there. And uh, this is when Moose brings up the fact that he was able to save Midge because he's a big slab of beef. I'm so thick, Archie. Uh, I'm impenetrable. Uh, and of course, you know, Reggie has to bring up the hot nurse and... Sponge baths. Sponge baths hey, oh. and things. Uh, and Archie's really into questioning about, like, who was it and what did he look like and what were the color of his eyes? And Mid shows up and he's like, he had devil eyes. Black like a doll's eyes. I thought she said blank. Well, I'm quoting Jaws. Oh. Jughead is back at Southside High and uh, apparently, suddenly, the pins on his hat make this, the metal detectors go off, though it did not do that before. They got recalibrated. They're better now. There's a killer on the loose. Uh, so he meets Tony Topaz Tony there. Topaz! Tony Topaz uh, is an Archie Comics character. She's the first uh, bisexual character introduced. A year or two after Kevin was introduced, here comes Tony. In her first appearance, she beat or or took to a draw Jughead in a cupcake eating contest. Oh, she oh, loves man. them cupcakes. Oh man, cupcakes. Uh, so she is his uh, peer mentor and shows him around the school. Even though I'm like, you were already there. You already had like a full day of class. I'm very confused, but okay. <laughs> uh, and so he he. Asks about the school newspaper, which was shut down. Uh, known uh, as the Red and Black. The Red and Black. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Antifa uh, Jughead. <laughs> and, you know, shut down because there's too much jingle jangle being consumed. <laughs> the JJ. The JJ. <laughs> but they also find the scary ghoulies. Happy Halloween. Yes, the ghoulies. Another gang. That does not sound frightening. <laughs> well, it does if you're a spookum. So at lunch, there's these groups and these groups, and come sit with the serpents. He's like, no, I'm going to sit alone. I'm a loner. I'm not a serpent. There's a whole speech. Never mind. I'm not a pack animal. And she's like, you're just going to get fucking beat up, dude. Without so many words, but basically. 
so then back at the Andrews household, Archie uh, saying to Fred that it's the same guy and they need to be ready and they should buy a gun and be armed. And Fred's just like, what the hell, Archie? This is not the Wild West. There will Chill. We're not getting a gun. There will be no guns in this household, but little does Fred know. There is a gun in that household. There's a grenade launcher and there's a, a <laughs> harpoon launcher. And- Crossbow. <laughs> sword. Rapier and dagger. The extension is just the lair from Arrow. Yes. So we're at the lodges uh-huh. for the bachelorette, and Archie's Yay. very grumpy and uh, just being- I have a- to wonder if everybody's here for the right reasons. No. People who watch The Bachelorette are loving that bit. These are things? <laughs> These are actually- Do you watch it? I know things. <laughs> How do you know things? I don't know things. I know lots of things. I'm is cruising a real thing? Yes, cruising's a real well, thing. Well, like running through the woods to hit, hook up, like hook up with someone. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, I thought they made it up. We've been to places where gay people cruise at night. Probably know the jingle jangle's real. Oh no, the jingle jangle's definitely real. Yeah. So yeah, they're all very grump. Or he's grumpy. You know, he's like, my dad says leave it to the sheriff, but that did great job because. Couldn't find Jason's killer. We did. He's got a point. He's got a point there. He's got a point. So then the lodges come in and Hiram introduces himself. And there's a spooky handshake. There's a spooky handshake and shape shake. And he invites uh, Archie his, over for dinner. His spookily misshapen <laughs> hand. Yeah. He's like the guy from Scary Movie 2. And then like... He brings up the fact that, like, you can't count on the police to take care of things. Sometimes you gotta take it into your own hands, Archie. Oh, yes, and come over for dinner. Look forward to what you you come up with to save Riverdale. Yeah, I definitely want to listen to the guy who's been making illegal business deals <laughs> from inside jail. Yeah. About what to do regarding the police. Yeah, Archie's dumb. <laughs> Uh, so that's when Archie goes to the shed and oh, pulls it's my, out it's the best scene. His, his box that has, like, comics and old toys in it. And, and a he, gun. And the gun. He hid the gun under his comics. And he holds it uh, while the camera is pointing up at him from below. And uh, the soundtrack uh, sings, I'm a bad man. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then he pulls out a comic called The Red Circle. The Red Circle. Red Circle Comics was a uh, Archie imprint that started in the 70s yeah. that started with like uh, fantasy and horror stuff and then became mostly superhero titles. Yeah. I don't think I'm the Arch- resident Archie expert anymore. Because <laughs> you like go out and read like facts. I just read a lot of comics as a kid. <laughs> well, together... We make a great team. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hermione, like, threatens Veronica about Archie coming over and that, like, she shouldn't push it and you're going too fast with all this and you're not going to like things. And But she leaves on the best line ever. No need to be so thirsty, Veronica. Yeah. Think that means what you think that it means, Hermione. This mm. this is one of those cases where where parents should not use the teen slang. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so then, quick uh, trip over to the Coopers. Betty's leaving for the day, and she finds a package on the porch that is uh, for 
she assumes Alice, and it's a big package yep. that and, they weren't expecting. And it took longer to describe the scene than to watch it. It's yep. very short. It's very short, but it's important. Archie is having a rallying of the troops of yeah. the football team it's, in homeroom about how they're all under attack. The football team and Dilton. And Dilton. And they're going to come for your loved ones and we have to start a watch group. And <laughs> we're going to focus on the school and we aren't, yeah. aren't going to have weapons or be violent, but we're going to be a patrol. Yeah, Archie is starting Dumbledore's army. <laughs> yep. And Dilton's like, but what if we run into the killer? Like, we what? need weapons. As he whittles in As the back. As he whittles with a knife. And then Archie announces that they are going to be called the Red Circle, and they are going to protect their own. He does this just so he can shoot down Reggie's idea of saying, we're the watchdogs. <laughs> No, no, for the red circle. Because I'm really obsessed with this comic I read as a kid, <laughs> and I want to make my dreams come true. If that is a popularly published comic book in mm-hmm. in the world of Riverdale, other people would recognize it. I know. It, right? I was expecting someone to be like, Archie. Archie, that's some dork-ass shit you just said. So then back at Southside High, uh, Jughead's in, I guess, his first English class. They're talking about Fahrenheit 351, of course. 451. 451. 351 is the prequel. <laughs> Fahrenheit 451. The, the temperature <laughs> at which paper gets very warm. Jughead answers a question and the teacher answer replies to him with welcome to hell. <laughs> like you wanted people, you were asking the students a question and that's how you thank them for talking? Who do you think you are, college boy? Jughead, though, knows that this teacher used to be in charge of the paper and is all like, I used to work for the other school paper, like, bring the paper back, I'll do all the work, paper, paper, paper. Ooh, check out your stuff, I'll see, I'll let you know. Betty goes up to Kevin and is all like, you didn't come to the Matchelorette viewing party. You love the Matchelorette. There's so many hunky guys embarrassing themselves in penguin suits. He's like, well, something came up in the woods. <laughs> Uh, and if you missed the Bachelorette premiere, you missed the guy who brought a mannequin of himself. And this this is where Kevin gets really mad at her because he's like, well, starts to get mad at her that like, you didn't ask my permission to date Archie and I don't yeah. need your permission to do what I do. And getting very annoyed with her. And uh, Cheryl is like smirking. <laughs> She's listening to this conversation on the other side of a chair like she's the claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he leaves. And so Cheryl joins. Joins. And she's like, Betty, he's a smoke show. He's hot. He grew up. He got he got hot like hot like Archie got hot. And like you just gotta gotta let him be. Gotta let him be. He's an independent man. Yeah. Let him let him do things. Which is way better advice. Than Betty's giving. I'm with Cheryl. Yeah. In the content of her words, not the intent behind them to sow chaos. Like, yeah. obviously, she's up to no good. Yeah. But this step of her plan is way better advice than Betty's giving. Yeah. yeah. Betty's just like, don't. There, and... There's a world of difference between don't and I worry about you. Yes, that is. So Veronica goes to Archie. Okay, you're invited to dinner at this place, and we're going to do this. And he's like, oh, I can't. I got too much going on. She's like, no, I don't care. You are doing this. Also, I don't have time to teach you Spanish, so learn these key phrases. Can we not like, talk about that private army you're private starting? Private army, that's what it was. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. 
V's laying down the law. That's what she does. Yeah. That's what she does best. So back at the Coopers, that package that they got, we it's find an out. Anonymous letter. Well, not anonymous. No, it's, it's from the Black Hood. And it has uh, evidence. Well, it's a confession letter, first off, that it was. Part confession, part manifesto. Manifesto confession that, yes. I kill- shot the adulterer. Uh huh. And I killed the child predator, Mm -hmm. and I shot the uh, uh, sex and drug-crazed teens. Yes, and it has the wallet, it has Miss Grundy's sunglasses, and he wants them to publish it. Uh, I just want to say, vigilante theory confirmed? Yeah. 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 Because there's a whole lot in here about, you know, bloodletting and a cleansing fire and all that stuff that, that... wackadoos who punish sin would say in this sort of letter yeah yeah so they take it uh to sheriff keller and the mayor and um they're all like don't print it you're gonna cause a panic and uh you know i'm gonna take this into evidence but we'll get you a copy later we gotta put like a hold on this and they're like oh we already got a copy and it's already at the printer the coopers are scoopers you got scooped they scooped you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah also, um, hi, Hal. Nice to see you. Hi, you exist. Archie's putting up uh, red circle flyers around town. Everybody's putting them up. And they have thousands. You cannot go three feet without seeing one of these. Yeah, and then, like, the sheriff finds it. And I it's think all like, f- the first step of their plan is to deplete the size of Fox Forest Yeah. by, by uh, pulping all the trees for their flyers. flyers. So, yeah, Sheriff Keller comes in contact with one. And uh, he's very upset at Archie and is like, you can't do this. You can't take the law into your own hands. And then Weatherby comes Teenagers around. Teenagers should not have malicious. <laughs> and uh, he's like, this is very concerning. And Weatherby's like, oh, it's a school club. Mm-hmm. Can't fault them for wanting to protect each other. The bee's got his back. <laughs> yeah. And Archie gets, like, the most ridiculous <laughs> grin on his face. Like, yeah, that just happened. There's a lot of good faces in this episode. <laughs> Jug finds out that the paper will reopen and he gets to do it. On the condition that he does not join a gang or do the drugs. Yes. How does that work, though? I have a feeling this isn't going to work very well because, like, he has to hang, like, he he has serpent blood. (laughs) This is going to be a thing. Which is itself a drug. Like, you can test positive for that on a (laughs) P-test. Um, you're not allowed to have serpent blood if, like, you're in the Olympics. Yeah. You lose your medals for that. So he's settling into the newspaper room, and, uh, he, he wants, uh, Tony to be his, uh, the photographer for the paper, because mm-hmm. she's a photographer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tries to recruit her, and then, uh, some, some of the serpents come, and they're gonna go hang by the quarry, because that's what you do, go to well, the quarry. they don't have a mire on the south side. <laughs> They don't have any grocery store? That's No, no it, it's a food desert down there. It's a food desert. It's that, very, it's messed up. It's a bad situation. It's bad. They just have a convenience store and got to mm-hmm. hang in the parking lot of the convenience store. Which happens to be a quarry. A it's, quarry. It's a very inconvenient <laughs> store. Gotta walk down the quarry to the 7-Eleven. Um, but he's like, I'm not gonna go. And then Sweet Pea, the serpent. Yes. Is, is. Gets very offended and is like, well, don't come crawling to us ever again for favor. Like, yeah. you ask for favor once and then you can't hang with us. And you know how many ghoulies are going to want to say they jumped F.P. Jones's son? Yeah. Yeah. So then, back at the Coopers, mm-hmm. Polly, Polly exists and Polly's still pregnant. 
Who knew? Well, again, it's been like three, four days. Baby should be happy at any moment. Uh, so she wants to leave, though. Uh, she's and the, packing. The, the farm, she's apparently like a dog that died and is going to the farm. Uh, the farm that she was planning to go to with Jason still yes. has room for her. You know how farms so, eventually fill up. I'm so confused. Is this about a cult? This farm. Is she going to some sort of cult? I think so. I, I, it's like a weird commune thing. And that's the thing about cults. They always say you have to come now, but they'll they'll make space because yeah, they're cults. It's it's a farm. They can just build another barn. They're very good at that. <laughs> Wait, no, that that's the Amish. They're not a cult. They're lovely people. She she wants to leave, and because she she feels that Alice is baiting the killer who's going after Sin, and she's an Udwen mother carrying her cousin's baby, so she is just Sin, and she is the next to die. You know... <laughs> I can't blame yeah, her for this thought. If we were to open a betting pool, yeah. 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 She's a pretty high-value target. Uh, I mean, not, not that I have anything against any of her decisions, but... According to the Black Hood's definitions, yeah, as put forward in this letter, yes. that's that's all. So Kevin goes to visit uh, Moose mm-hmm. in the hospital. Oh, this is the best. This is my favorite it's scene. It's the best scene. It's so good. Did you realize he was playing? There was like a moose, a stuffed moose. Yes. Yeah. There's stuffed Some, moose. Somebody sent Moose a moose. I like to think that maybe Kevin brought the moose. <laughs> so it was a whole conversation about like, well, what were you doing in the woods? Well, what were you doing in the woods aside from drugs? And Moose ha- talks about <laughs> his... Uh, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> he talks about his like relationship with Midge a bit, about how like he likes her a lot, but they're not really like a good match, he doesn't think. Kevin talks about, like, how he hasn't been making good decisions. Mm-hmm. He's been lying and, like, going into the woods and things he's not necessarily, like, proud of. And then uh, Moose says, like, guys like us, guys like you don't That's have a lot of best. choices. And Guys like us. us. Oh. Yeah. He's acknowledging things. He's acknowledging something that he cannot name. Yes. It stabs me in the gut. Yes. Which is foreshadowing. And and then also like comforts Kevin in the fact that like it's it's okay to like want mm-hmm. you know, we need we need to get or like we need to get what we need mm-hmm. and it's okay to go about it this way. Mm-hmm. And like don't be ashamed type thing. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. I'm just the closeted something who yeah. can't really come to terms but, with whatever's going on you, inside you me. You do you, Kevin. For now. You do you. It's yeah. okay. You think maybe he's jealous of Kevin being out and like, obviously not in a great place right at the second, but at least from Moose's point of view, a whole lot more together than Moose is identity wise. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That might be a shade of what's going on here. Well, it's like, I, I wish I was you know, firm enough to go cruise for men in the woods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When like, no, no, you don't, Moose. That's a bad thing. That's bad. It's the type of interaction that like I've wanted between Kevin and Moose since Since the first episode. episode. I've wanted some type of relationship interaction between them. Kevin Moose is endgame. Somebody make a ship name that's not like Coos because that sucks. Um, Mevin, that's nothing. Don't do that. It was also just like a really like no judgment them being friends and just talking. Yeah, there was just so many things about it that were good. Um, and then like Kevin's going to leave, 
and and Moose is like, well, you don't have to go, or you can come back and mm-hmm. like we can hang out or talk or just like <laughs> continue this friendship moment, whatever thing. This is really good. Back at the lodges, Hermione's going freaking crazy again. Yeah, we got some intense mother daughter stuff. Uh, like you're playing with fire and things are all bad, and she's like, you're basically like. Everything's going to explode in your face, Veronica. So, Mom, are you telling me that Dad is dangerous? Can you say the words, Daddy is a very dangerous man, please? Oh, you can't? Well, just remember you welcomed him back into our home. <laughs> I, the thing I love about this scene is that Veronica is polishing the silver. Yeah, like, well, it, they got rid of Smithers. It goes to show, yeah, things are really slipping without Smithers in the household. Because... Andre or whatever that dude's name apparently doesn't know how to polish the silver. He sucks. So then we have Archie sneaking under the cover of darkness with a baseball bat into Reggie's car that is mm. filled in the back seat with like other blunt objects. A lot of heavy tools. <laughs> and because it's their night to patrol. It's their night to patrol. So Betty shows up to. Southside High newspaper room. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's got a, a coffee pot. A housewarming gift. Yeah, yeah. And Jug. A weaponized coffee pot. Because <laughs> he's like, you need a weapon to be here. Ta da! Just banging with a coffee That looked like a heavy coffee pot. It would probably do a lot of good. Mm-hmm. Just like, psh, punch him, punch him with the coffee pot. <laughs> Could also like strangle them with like the cord because it looked like an electric coffee pot. Naturally. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Jughead's all like, okay, serpents don't deal drugs, but the drugs are coming from here. It's the ghoulies. The ghoulies He's cracked are, open the case. This is it. And Apparently the sheriff is not aware there's more than one gang in town. There's like 12, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so then they, they have a little smoochy smooch time, and uh, Tony Topaz interrupts, and... Uh, I'm, I was expecting Imagine Dragons to play, all right? This was some smooching. It was some smooching. But then Tony's there, and she has her own coffee pot. Yeah, of a uh, dingier and older model. Yeah, mm. but uh, class introductions happen, and they meet each other. Yeah. Back at the lodges, Hiram is like creepily zipping up Hermione's dress, and is all yeah. like, "You know, Sam carries in this apartment because <laughs> it's an apartment." It's- not that big. It's big, but it's not that big. This apartment that's three stories of a large <laughs> building. I could hear you and Veronica. If you want to burn your relationship with her, fine, but don't bring me into it. The way he's zipping up the back of her dress, it's like if he kept going, he could strangle her with it. Yeah. And he's he's considering the idea. Yeah. Oh, Consuelos. Uh, so Cheryl's drinking a lone milkshake alone at Pops. And I guess Pop now has one other employee. Some woman works there now. I don't know. What uh, happened to Cheryl's friends? What happened to her sycophants? Did they die in, in the fire? <laughs> Maybe. Kevin apparently had a milkshake or something before going out on his nightly run. Well, you got a carbo load. Yeah. And by carbs, I mean dairy. You dairy load. Yeah, dairy load. So, so he heads out on his run and Cheryl has his... Very weird smile mm-hmm. about it and watches him go. Time for phase two. Then we see Ethel walking down the road. Bum, bum, and bum. then there's a car behind her. It, it's this big scary van. Mm-hmm. 
Then we see Archie and Reggie in the car, and they get a call from Ethel. And Ethel's panicking because his car's following her. And they take off, like, just screech around a corner, yeah. U-turn. Oh, and, and Reggie's got this this classic muscle car, of yeah. course. And so it, it's this incredible chase. The, the music is like, dun, 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 mm-hmm. thrumming bass. And nighttime in Riverdale is always just fog and monochrome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything's in the shade of yellow or purple or blue from shot to shot. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So they get to where she is and they don't see her at first and there's a van that goes by, but then they find her. And apparently this like van like circled back around like multiple times yeah. and she was hiding. Um, what sin could Ethel have possibly committed? I don't know. She watched them pour syrup on Chuck. Like that that's <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna check my Bible that but that ain't in there. <laughs> Thou shalt not smile while syrup is poured what? on thy neighbor. What did, it ain't in there. What did she do that we don't know about? So while this is happening, we're also getting uh, flashes to uh, Jughead at the the paper. Like he's, he's burning the midnight oil back there. Yeah, and he he's getting ready to leave, and like lights go out in the hallway as he's trying to leave, and he tries to like rush out a fire exit that is completely chained shut and totally yeah. illegal. This is either uh, our History Honey's Iroquois Fire episode, yeah, or we need to talk about Kevin, and I don't like ah! either one of those as ah! far as. As far as survivability goes. Jughead ends up getting beaten up around a staircase and all we see is shadows. There's some good looking shadows. There's some though. good looking shadows. The, the new DP is, is doing some good work. And also while this is happening, Kevin is in the woods. Cheryl and Betty show up. Bum, bum, bum. And Cheryl called Betty when he she saw him like running off Truth. on his jog. And Betty's all like, I want you to respect yourself more. And uh, this is when he like blows up at her and is like, you, that she acts like he has the same options she does yeah. in this town, in his life. He, he doesn't and that she She has can, the freedom to be who she wants to be and present yes. how she wants and even explore things she wants but isn't supposed to with all dark buddy times. But he... He doesn't get to be anything. Yeah, he can't do that. He's not allowed. He's not supposed to. Um, and that Just, he can't... If she can't accept him for who he is and what he does, then they can't be friends. Yeah. And it's... Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Kevin! Kevin! For Kevin. And I mean, it's all totally true. It's also true, but it's... It's also incredibly dangerous. It's so incredibly dangerous. uh, The next morning at the Andrews household, uh, Fred asks... How the war on terror... War on terror gang is going. Fred also gives, like, a warning to Archie about dinner with Hiram and... Well, yeah, Archie's expecting the average getting to know your girlfriend's family thing... But a little extra severe. But no, Hi- it's Hiram like the is... the fucking mob, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not just an intimidating man. He, he is a man with an evil plan. He's going to leave a horse head on your bed. <laughs> no. No, he won't. It'll be Vegas's head. We all know this. <gasps> what the fuck? You know I'm right. Uh, I'm very upset with you right now. Betty is, like, cleaning Jughead's wounds the next morning from the fight. Some, some astringent. And she's, you know, like, I warned you about that motorcycle. Huh, wink. Huh. Giant wink across huh. the living room to Tony, huh? Yeah, huh. yep, yep. Motorcycle uh, accident. She's like, I, you know, I really thought you were going to tell me you got jumped by one of those gangs. 
Yes, yes, he was grabbed by the ghoulies. <laughs> he was, he was, and he's not going to tell Betty. So at at this dinner we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Finally, I've, ever since last week's trailer, it was all about all this dinner. About Here this it dinner. is. So, of course, they talk about how Archie res- rescued Ethel mm-hmm. and the creeper got away. <laughs> I don't know why they're suddenly the creeper. Well, Black um, Hood sounded a little too branded. And how they really have to have a faster response time and they're really looking at, you know, their You're their not methods. 911, you <laughs> teens in borrowed cars. There's no switchboard. I really hope that, like, one of them's like doing the statistics, like of like okay, well, so that's, if we that's Dilton's job. if we would have taken this route instead of this route, you would have shaved ten seconds off of it, and you could have been there faster. Um. So then Hiram's like, "Hey Archie, have you ever had rum?" Hey Archie, aren't you sixteen? <laughs> he has no idea how to answer this question. He's like, like uh, this is uh, certainly a trap, and even uh, I am smart enough to see it coming. Would you like to try some? And Veronica's like, sure, I'll go get it. <laughs> what? The- I mean, she does have her morning mimosa, but still. If your dad tried this on me, I would excuse myself, get in my car, and leave. Because I would have no idea what to do. This ham is lovely. Farewell. <laughs> I think you need to be more worried if my brother did it. No, he's the one who did show up with a baseball bat. <laughs> I know where he stands. My dad was just silent and... Tall. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then Hiram's like, no, no, it's boy talk. Boy we, talk. We need to go to... We must speak the secret language of men. <laughs> of men. And so they go to his study. Which we have established. Sound carries. A sound carries. Hermione goes full on weirdo. She taunts her daughter at being left out. The king will always keep the princess at harm's length. Not allowed in the throne room, are we? Like, <laughs> how, many, how many glasses of wine have you had, Hermione? Let's I mean, she chill. just finished that one. It could not have been her first. Can we? Can we chill? Um, Veronica's like walking around, and yes, sound Carrie. She's like standing outside listening. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love this conversation because Hiram is egging Archie on to be Batman. For, first, he's like, "Don't, don't sneak into my daughter's bedroom." But you should recognize that criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, defending yourself isn't enough. You need to be defensive. So you need to use weapons and use evil and all these things that they use. Um, Mm -hmm. Evil will not be foiled by, you know, noble intentions. Yeah. Intimidation and violence. So do that, Archie. I am a reclusive billionaire, after all. Now take a sip of this rum. (laughs) That has my own label on it. Meanwhile, Polly leaves in a cab for the farm. Bye, Polly. Bye. Miss you. Love you. Cool. Uh, Guess we're not having twins in the season. I don't know. So Betty is trying to reach Kevin. She tries to call him. She tries to go to his house. Uh, But Kevin is in the woods again. Literally, though. But also figuratively. Well, he comes across a car in the woods. And there's a really, really creepy dude in the car. But it's a rad T-bird, though. Dude's all that, get in the car. Like, let's, I can drive you home. I can drive you home or whatever. And he gets in the car and he gets stabbed. Right in the gut. 
But then he didn't because it's just like him like thinking about what would happen if he got in the car. Instead of getting in the car, he's like, no, I don't think so. It's a fantasy flash. And as he goes away, this dude starts harassing him, calling him a, a stupid little tease. Yeah. And like, good thing you ran away, Kevin. Yeah, that dude was definitely going to stab you or something. Some- I don't know. He- He's a bad man. This is not a healthy way to pursue your sexual desires. Uh, so Kevin goes home and his, and his dad... his pops wants to be a good pops. His dad's waiting up for him. And is all like, it's late. And he's like, well, I was doing a thing with Betty. And don't lie, she was here. And we mm. talked. And I know what you've been up to. And at first, I really thought this scene was going to go super, super creepy. And like, <laughs> Sheriff Keller was going to like punch him or something. Even though, like, don't they, you ever? Well, more like my whole theory about him being the Black Hood. Like, I thought like he was gonna like Can, attack Kevin as like you are doing sin and like yeah. sleeping around. But can we just rewind to when the letter was being read? Who was reading it? It was Sheriff Keller, and he was relishing every word. He was. I still think it's him, but it's like I need to know you're safe. There's things we don't talk about, but maybe we should start trying to talk about them. And they hug and they cry. And it's all very, like, bah. Bah. It's, it's, they also haven't had a moment since, like. It's been quite some time. The beginning of season one. Welcome to the 22 episode order. We got, we got room. I don't trust Keller. (laughs) Sheriff Keller. But it was a good moment. So then. Veronica wants to be a more active uh, participant in the Lodge's business. And yeah. Did, she is totally after trying to find information. <laughs> There's, she she well, does not actually want this. The weird thing about this scene is that like, I should be more uh, active. I'm a shareholder after all. And Hiram says, well, that's an honorary title. Bitch, please. <laughs> it's... It's real enough for her to sign those papers last year. That's There's nothing honorary about nope. that. And she's like, I want to be a part of it unless there's a reason I'm not supposed to be. Jughead mm. at lunch ends up sitting with the serpents. He's he's picked a posse to roll with. Because he doesn't want to get beat up. He's lying down in that serpent's nest. Uh, Every time school, he tries to get out, they pull him back in. <laughs> At school, Betty goes and tries to talk to Kevin, and he walks away from her. Oh, while we are getting our ending narration. <sighs> yes, about kids who go into the woods. They always come out changed. And, and fairy tales rarely have a happy ending. Bum, bum, bum. Ah! Then we get our true ending. Archie is recording in his garage. We are F Society. Like, Seriously, that is what this was. He is standing in the middle, surrounded in the back by... Shirtless hunky boys. Half of them are shirtless. Some of them aren't shirtless. The good ones are shirtless. With red hoods on, except he has his face exposed, which I think is really odd. He and ain't Dil- no coward. Dilton's behind the camera. Because he's still working on his beach body. <laughs> he's not really ready to be on camera talent. And they're they're threatening the black hood. They're like, we're, we're coming for you. We'll find you. We we'll will hunt, hunt you. you. We are the Red Circle. And then we, we cut back to Lodge Manor and Hiram likes. He's watching this on his laptop and he's just smiling. He loves the violent teenage beefcake. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. What? <laughs> so many things. So many things. So, dear, what did you think about this episode? Okay, aside from the fact that Jughead should already know his way around school. Yeah. And this really bugging me. 
I mean, it's it's sort of a theme of weird, mostly trivial, like, continuity hiccups. Yeah, and I get it. Like, they're trying to, like, they need to expand on it more than they were able to before. And they need mm-hmm. to, like, set up this, like, new thing. But it's like, we did this. <laughs> we did this already. Yeah, there, there was a montage and he was eating burgers and laughing at lunch. Yes, that's, I think, what also bugs me is we set up that, oh, it's not that bad. And now suddenly it's really bad. He really fits in here. Yes. But now there's there's Drama. tribalism to navigate. I feel like they could have like worked with that better. Mm-hmm. Like they could have like had him doing his thing and then all these things start to come out. Like Tony Topaz could have come into it instead of being like his pure mentor. Like he's looking into the like, getting the newspaper started and like, he needs a hey, photographer. Tony, it's nice to see you. Thanks for those fries when I was borrowing people's lunches. Yeah. yeah, or or like you, you know, I've met a few times, but I hear like like I know you're into photography, and yeah. like you should join me on this. It, like I feel like they could have started this friendship differently. A, a small change could have gone a long way. There. Um, but other than that, I really liked the episode. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it, but I just thought it was really overstuffed. Overstuffed. Like, this is yes. one of our longest recaps very, yeah. in a long time. There was a lot. And without a real solid through line, like, what was the A-plot? Like, what really connects all of these things? Um, That's true. Like, I mean, I think I really liked it because there was finally a lot of stuff with Kevin. That's And I've missed and Kevin. And there was stuff. stuff with Moose that we're reaching back to from way at the beginning of season one. I mean, that's that's why I really liked the episode is it was stuff we haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Archie being freaking ridiculous ah yeah i mean all the stuff that was in there was good but it just seemed cluttered to me like i know we needed the stuff with Hiram to edge on archie but i feel like a bit of it there was a bit too much of that yeah a bit too a bit too much lodge family going on (laughs) yeah if they cut that or like the matchlorette thing we totally could have cut that and just had it (laughs) just had the dinner yeah yeah and i think that would have maybe helped but then there goes half my jokes for this episode. Right. So, darling, mm-hmm. uh, it's time to get into segments. Mm-hmm. We just brought up a, a very significant character who we haven't really shined a light on. Mm-hmm. So, darling, as our resident <laughs> Archie Comics expert, yeah, why don't you tell us about Mr. Hiram Lodge and his transition from page to screen? My God. Well, in the comics, he basically looks like a young fit Cousin of Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I was thinking tall Monopoly man. Tall Monopoly man also works. Well, no, because <laughs> Monopoly man has a black mustache. <laughs> In the comics, he's all white-haired. All white-haired, um, yes. Does Lit- not like Archie. And is literally cartoonishly rich. Cartoonishly rich. Like, he he's like Richie Rich, cartoonishly rich. Yes. Like Scrooge McDuck. He's He might be Richie Rich all grown up. Yes. That would be an interesting plot twist. Very wealthy, how? Not really sure. Has all this money, has all these things, all these places. Uh, is not a criminal. No, um, but he is an antagonist. He is an antagonist. He gets in Archie's way constantly. Yes, which he gets in Archie's way, but Archie also gets in his way. Yeah. Um, they go back and forth because it's the, thing, it's the thing with the comics, too, is that Archie is very clumsy and unlucky and all these things Mm -hmm. happen and it seems like anytime archie's like hey i'm gonna like impress mr lodge like 12 things go wrong and another business is destroyed yes 
in the comics, it's not just like, I don't like you because you're dating my daughter. It's, I'm going to have a broken foot because of you. Like, or you're going to just like burn my house down. <laughs> um, but then there's also like moments uh, where like Archie like wins him over and does something that like goes right. And he has a very good relationship with his daughter. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that he doesn't like that she spends all the money ever. Yeah. Uh, that, is a, that is a big thing of, like, Contention stop shopping. Contention over uh, a credit card yes. statements. Uh, often he's, like, cutting her off for a while, so she has to, like, learn her way and get a job. And <laughs> One of these days it'll stick. He really likes Betty. Mm-hmm. He's very different from yeah. the Riverdale version because he's a much more, like, cheery, humor person. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's a stuffy guy, but not a bad guy. He's a lot like Weatherby. Yeah. He's very much like comic Weatherby, where <laughs> it's, he sees the good in things and people, but bad things are always happening to him, so he's automatically like, no, no, well, this is not happening. I'd say he's worse, quotes, than, than Weatherby, because he does have an active grudge against Archie. Yes. In addition to just being a stodgy image of authority. Yeah. Yeah. So not a criminal, not in prison, uh, not a mob boss. Um, <laughs> not young and handsome. Not, yeah, not that. Um, How do you think the, the core of uh, Hiram Lodge has been maintained? Or, or do you think they, they really started over from scratch here? I think they kind of started over from scratch here. Yeah. Aside from him having money, mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think he's become a little bit more like a uh, comic Hiram Lodge since we've seen him because in season one, we got the sense that the Lodges were on a very strict budget. Mm-hmm. And now apparently there's money coming from everywhere and we don't worry about that. Yeah. At the same time, Comic Book Lodge, even though he has lots of money and there's all this stuff, he's always worried about money because he likes to save his money too. Well, a penny saved is a penny earned. Yeah. 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 I want to say that there, I mean, you, you cannot have, just like with any character from the original comic books, you cannot have them exactly as they were in a show like Riverdale, mm-hmm. because that's the point of Riverdale is, is to be its own entity mm-hmm. or this very different type of entity. But with that, I I think it's pretty close within those parameters. No. I mean, we'd have to see much more of their relation, like his relationship with Veronica. Yeah, that is the biggest difference. Their whole relationship, it's manipulative. Mm -hmm. And everything he does is with a purpose, Mm -hmm. is with a planned outcome. Yes. He wants things. It's not actually. He's very proactive. Yes. It does not seem like things are out of love or care for his daughter. (laughs) It is. About what he can get. Out of schemes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That That's that's the huge difference. Yeah. But I mean, like, the sort of stories you can tell with them. He's a guy offering wealth or access or, you know, time with his daughter. And Archie is going to inevitably screw it up. Now, in this case, screwing it up would probably mean being a hero and saving the day rather than uh, somehow lighting an ice cream shop on fire. And and everyone laughs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I don't I don't I think we we kind of disagree on this one, but that's okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Is it time for our next segment? I suppose so. 
And of course, that segment is where we digest the digest. Yeah. We're going to recap a classic style Archie story for you and then adapt it into the Riverdale milieu. Yes. The holiday season has begun. Mm-hmm. By, by which I mean this is our Halloween special. Ooh. So we're going to do a Halloween-y Archie story. World of Archie, and it's a special, like, Halloween story. Archie in For Monsters Only. Uh, script by George Gladder. Pencils by Fernando Ruz. The, the story is, like... Jughead and Archie are supposed to be going to Veronica's Halloween party. At, uh, at the big old mansion. Big old Everybody's mansion. invited. Uh, they're supposed to be dressing as vampires. And at first they can't find their costumes and they do. Uh, but then the car breaks down. Mm-hmm. And then they have to run to the house and they end up very late. And the party was actually everyone's meeting at the house. And then they were taking a boat out to the yacht. It's a yacht party, Archie. Come on. So they ended up missing it. So then they go walking around town and they're like, oh man, monsters, they have no party to go to. And then uh, Frankenstein Mm -hmm. uh, overhears this and is like, hey, I got a party for you monsters. Come with me. (laughs) And they end up going to the local haunted house (laughs) where it is just full of monsters. I I do like that the house is modeled after the Amityville house. That's a nice touch. But we got like a, a... Frankenstein, a werewolf, a were lion of some kind, a lion, uh, invisible man, a mummy, uh, like a gopher dude, <laughs> some other monster that has a monster for a tongue. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, a rock man, a headless man, um, whole bunch of other stuff. Here's a weird line uh, that the the lady, the the were lady says. You think you have problems as a werewoman? I need to have my face waxed daily, and it still doesn't help. You don't need to do that. You choose to do that. What? Yeah. Why are Why are we foisting these beauty standards on the werewomen? Well, like this mummy's complaining that she has to wear the same uh, rags for over three thousand years, and I'm like, can't she just put clothes on too? <laughs> can't you be proud of your rags? That That's a sign of your your culture, your lost heritage. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they're at this party. Jughead's really excited about the buffet, mm-hmm. but then uh, there's, like, this announcement that, like, keep an eye out for, like, two uh, non-monsters at the party, and then they get found out because they're dressed as vampires and there's a reflection in the mirror. Oh, should have seen that coming. And so the monsters come after them, and they get thrown in a closet, and then they escape the closet, and then they try to, like, go out the window, and they catch them again. The whole thing is like they're waiting for the the master to arrive mm-hmm, to decide what to do with these interlopers. Yes, uh, and the master arrives, and he's this cheery, he's, uh, one-eyed. He's Mike Wazowski, but purple. I was gonna say one-eyed, one-eyed, flying purple people eat. Well, he's got two <laughs> horns and no wings, so no, he's tall Mike Wazowski. Close, close. And he he's like, through hypnotism, my single peeper can persuade them that they've seen absolutely nothing. And he makes them stare into their eyeball, and then they forget what happened. Mm-hmm. And they end up at Pops, and they're like, everyone's there, and they have a nice Halloween party, but they're like, man, we did nothing tonight. Whoa. So, darling, how would we... Riverfy this. Well, I mean, the the core of this story is the revelation that spooky, scary monsters are real. Colton Woods! And they really do live in Riverdale. Yes. Uh, So that we have to maintain, but we have to make it 
a, a real sort of monster. I think that they're... The ghoulies? The, the ghoulies are a street gang that runs for inbred uh, uh, redneck torture family. So we're going American Horror Story here. Going a little American Horror Story. We're going a little that uh, uh, X-Files episode. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that. And so Archie and and Jughead discover them when they're tracing the the jingle jangle chain up to the top Mm -hmm. in the hopes to find the the Black Hood. Mm -hmm. But then their leader, who is the the most disgustingly uh, misshapen one of all, uses a special formulation of drug, a, a prototype jingle jangle, mm-hmm. to, to get them in a catatonic suggestive state. Mm-hmm. And then the the rest of the season, or at least the next two or three episodes, uh, is about them dealing with the, these overwritten memories, uh, clashing with their actual memories, and these flashes causing like bizarre behaviors yeah. and hallucinations and, and, and freakish nightmares. Yeah. That's how I would uh, put this into Riverdale. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I was going to go a little similar. I was going to go that they had to like, it is Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, but the plan is to to crash a ghoulie Halloween party oh. uh, to infiltrate them to find out more about the drugs. Uh-huh. Um, so we're so, on the same track here, basically. Yes. Yeah, so we all dress up and go to not get found out. We have to do the jingle jangle and other drugs. <laughs> oh, you have to prove you're not a cop. Yes. Well, what we do have not yet learned about jingle jangle is it makes you hallucinate really badly. Oh. So these costumes that we see become real monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we end up uh, getting very spooked mm-hmm. and uh, like running from the house and then we're like in the woods and like seeing these monsters still mm-hmm. um now are all of the women really image obsessed in outdated ways though <laughs> are we maintaining that no okay but then we get found out that mm-hmm. we we shouldn't be at this ghoulie party and we get chased as well and a couple people get caught and thrown in to uh, a closet to await head ghoulie mm-hmm. master. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Trying to think who who the head ghoulie master would be. The headmaster is obviously Weatherby. Weather, Weatherby's in charge of the ghoulies? Yeah. Why do you think that's his title? The mm-hmm. principal is the headmaster. What if it's mayor, the mayor? <laughs> the mayor shows up. She's like, get them out of here before the drugs wear off. <gasps> there, uh, that, that. She yeah. shows up, get them yeah. out before the drugs wear off. That's like, why she's trying to pin it on the, the serpent so yeah, bad. It's yeah. the ghoulies. She's in she's charge, charge the of the ghoulies. That's what it is. I, yes, 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 yes. This is it. Well, that's that segment. I think it's time to get into <laughs> predictions because I think you have one. <laughs> I think you really like the thing you just yes, said. Is that our yes, first prediction? Yes, I think uh, the mayor is in charge of the ghoulies, and that is why she's going after the serpents so hard and why she wants, like, FP screwed so badly is because mm-hmm. she's, like, trying to take over. She's trying to crucify FP so she can cover her own ass. And it's why she acts so, like, high and mighty over, like, the South Side. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's all this, like, throw people off. It's so, like, oh, drugs gotcha. bad, this gotcha. bad, I'm not going to support pops, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I already know 
that as soon as I'm done editing and uploading this and I check to see what other Riverdale fans are saying, mm-hmm. they're going to be saying, wow, this serial killer sucks at killing. Mm-hmm. I say no. Okay. I say Riverdale is guarded by a protective spell because the only <laughs> death was in Greendale. There is some sort of oh. a- some sort of ancient charm at play. That that means these point blank bullets are not able to kill anyone. Yeah. On Riverdale okay. soil. <laughs> okay. I'm going to connect your theory kind of ish. Killer is very bad at killing. Mm-hmm. With a theory that I thought up earlier today, that I <laughs> okay. like at 10 a.m. Okay, so so Archie is getting very vigilante against the Black Hood. Mm-hmm. The Black Hood is Archie as a vigilante in the future who has come back in time <laughs> to be a vigilante and is making Archie become a vigilante to become the Black Hood in the future. And that's why he's really bad at killing is because Archie can't do anything good. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought that sentence was going to end with because Archie still needs his dad because Archie can't hurt his friends. No, because Archie just really sucks. (laughs) When you said that he's really bad at killing, I was like, oh, man, and so is Archie, isn't it? So so you've converted me to the Sheriff Killer train, but you're off on this whole other track now. I am still all about Sheriff Keller as the killer, but... Because I know they won't do this. We're not going to have time travel going on. But man, if there was time travel, I'd want this. Well, you say there won't be time travel. I say there will be superheroes. Yeah. Before too long, Archie will take up the mantle of one of the uh, Archie Comics published heroes. Yeah. Perhaps the shield, perhaps another. But Archie will have a legitimate superhero uh, dual identity. And it, it will be a recognizable, like, Archie Comics TM character. Yeah. First guess the shield, maybe something else. Well, I was going to say, though, like, with this, like, maybe he goes after his dad because he finds out more about stuff that his dad did uh, that he never found out about, like his DUI and stuff. Maybe he goes after Miss Grundy because he finally accepts the fact that, you know, she's a child predator and was going after him. Why he kills, tries to kill Moose and Midge, I'm not sure yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll find out, I guess. In the future, maybe the Jingle Jangle killed Jughead, and so he's, like, (gasps) mad at them because, like, they started getting the Jingle Jangle into his friend group, and he blames them for bringing the drugs in. (laughs) Okay. Now, I don't know if this really counts because it seems obvious, but, like, Jughead hanging out with Sweet Pea and the other Teen Serpents is not gonna... It's gonna fuck up his newspaper. It's gonna fuck up the red and black. Yep. My world when she's not there. Uh... (laughs) Red, the blood of angry men. Yep, basically. Black, the color of despair. (laughs) Different verses, but it's okay. I always forget. But in addition to that, Mm -hmm. Jughead is going to uh, have an underground paper, and their their main distributor will be Tallboy. Who just like intimidates gas station owners <laughs> into, carrying. into carrying this independent zine yeah. printed out of the back of someone's truck. He's gonna he's he's gonna use the like printer press in the basement of Southside High and and this is the story you wanted to write. Well tonight is the night that you can ba, ba, ba. just get this done and by dawn's early light you can finish the fight we began. Ba, ba, ba. 
this time we're in it to stay. Da, da, da. Think about seizing the day. Ba, ba, ba. Think of that train as she rolls into old Santa Fe. Tell her I'm on my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, are we keeping that or is that a deleted scene it's up to you (laughs) we're very good at this (laughs) so we've talked about what we think might happen let's Mm -hmm. get into what we know is gonna happen okay the next chapter in the riverdale saga is called the town that dreaded sundown Mm. this is a 1976 film uh it's another horror movie of course uh about a serial killer in texarkana based on a true story Someone who actually killed about a dozen people. Oh. Yeah. Cool. I guess. <laughs> kind of. So, uh, this trailer. Oh. This trailer is almost entirely centered on Archie losing his marbles. Yes. He's getting, he, he he's w- stepping up his uh, uh, efforts. He's graffitiing red circles places. He, he, him saying that he wants the hood to die and he wants to be there to see it. Yeah. Also that, like. Betty gets a letter mm-hmm. that, like, says that the hood's doing it for her. Wasn't the quote just, he's doing it for me, and it's vague, and it makes us oh, yes. think it might be the hood? Yeah, it was, he's doing it for me, which made me think hood, because they also showed like, a picture of the hood, and she had, like, a weird, like, encrypted note. Yeah, so, like, but, 80%, it's it's about the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? And that's all I got. Yeah. They do such fast trailers, and they don't release the full-length trailer until, like, Monday. But we're doing our best for you. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to Sex Archie. Please uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Strike while the iron is hot, while the season is young. Uh, It it helps us very, very much. It helps people find the show. And uh, it, it really... Let's us know how we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a great way to provide feedback. Yeah. You can also uh, tell a friend. Let them know that you enjoy the show. Maybe find out that your coworkers are also into Riverdale. And then you, like, go to work and you're like, okay, did you watch the episode yesterday? And be like, hey, you should listen to Sex Archie, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael, if you're listening, we had a conversation about this the other day. First, you impress all of your friends with your uh, sheriff killer vigilante theory. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I got to come clean. Here's where I got it. There's these people on the internet. They're great. I love it. And then you send them to us. And yeah. we all enjoy yeah. this together. Uh, you can also keep in touch with us mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter where it's sex yeah. underscore Archie. Yes. You can see things like uh, the, the pumpkins we painted. Yeah. We painted some uh, Riverdale pumpkins yesterday. Mm-hmm. And there are pictures up. So definitely go check them out. I am really proud of my pumpkin. Th- and I am very proud of your pumpkin. I don't know if you saw the notifications, but apparently we got picked up in the teen Twitterverse. Oh? Yeah. There's a lot of likes on those pumpkins. But yeah, we would love to... to have you join in the conversation there. Speaking of spooky times, uh, Mark Soloff's book, The Silent Scream of Melania Trump, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. It is still available for pre-order on Inkshares, still part of that contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely encourage you to check it out. Oh, and since this was sort of a Halloween episode, yeah. I guess we should talk about our legitimate Halloween episode on yeah. our other show. People should check out History Honeys, mm-hmm. where we just did our annual Spookums episode. Our Haunted Honeys special. Yes, Haunted Honey special. Various ghost tales, murderers, and spooky places. Yeah, if, if you listen to our show and like, wow, those two are fun, but I wish they were educational. 
There you go. History Honeys is the show for there you. There you go. Uh, and then a personal plug for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I run an Etsy shop called Mad Fuzz. That's M-A-D-F-U-Z-Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sell lots of cute handmade knit and sewn items on there. And I am also uh, open for commissions. Uh, of personal items you might want made that are up there. Yeah. And you made this one hat. Yeah. With this, like, jagged, pointy brim. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I made a Jughead hat for, oh, for both that? myself and someone else. <laughs> so, I mean, like, if you're out there and you're like, man, I wish I had a Jughead beanie, but that one that Hot Topic's selling is just really shitty, <laughs> hit me up. But uh, also plenty of pre-made things, mm-hmm. hats, scarves. Uh, I love the toys you make. Yes, I do. The Zuggles. Yeah. The Zuggles. I mostly bring it up because the holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to give someone a handmade item. And yeah. I only have so much time to make them before so, yeah, the holidays. If, if you do want a custom order, <laughs> now is a great time to submit those. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> check it out. Uh, so I guess with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. We will hunt you. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down with your Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?